Booker T, the five-time WCW champion. And you listen to SNS Radio Network. Yo, monkeys, it's me, DDP, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. And you, well, you, monkey, you're with on the S&S Network. Stay tuned or you will feel bang. Big Daddy Cool Diesel slash Kevin Nash. You're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. And you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, Mr. Hall of Fame, 2011, and you are listening on SNS Radio Network. See ya, and I wouldn't want to be ya. Hey, you listen on the SNS Network, and that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold Central. <laughs> following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised. One, two, is this on? <laughs> Yo, Jimmy, hit me with that triple H. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the three-time, three-time, three-time wrestling radio show of the year, Wrestling News Live. With the bad boys of wrestling radio, the Trey Dog. Got his own microphone, Tony. Larry, Mike. And JJ. All caps. Sex A. Stay thirsty, my friends. And the winner of the People's Choice Award is... Wrestling News Live. Here are your hosts, the Trey Dog and JJ Sexay. All right, guys, we're back here, Wrestling News Live, right here on the SNS Radio Network. And you know, uh, we've had a lot of big interviews on this program, and our next guest. If you don't know who this guy is, you must be living under a rock. He is a two-time Intercontinental Champion, a four-time WWE Tag Team Champion, a six-time WWE Champion, won three Royal Rumbles, the 1996 King of the Ring winner, a pop culture icon, and arguably, ladies and gentlemen, the biggest name in sports entertainment today. Now he's making his mark in television and movies, ladies and gentlemen, Give it up for the Bionic Redneck, the Texas Rattlesnake, the one, the only, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Steve, how you doing this morning? Hey, I'm doing good. I'm just trying to get over a little uh, bout with the flu and some strep throat, some pardon the voice, Ooh. but uh, I'm doing good. Uh, thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure uh, yeah, to have we've you. Been, we've been doing this show. We're on our 16th year. I guess if you started listening when we started this thing, you could drive by now. And you've been on my bucket list since the day we started this thing. And to finally get you, sir, is an honor. And I know we were talking a little bit before the interview, and I want to start off with what you're doing now. And uh, like I said, I got off work 7 o'clock this morning, got me some breakfast, 
got me some milk, sat down in front of my TV with a brand new copy of Recoil, your brand new movie with Danny Trejo, and I loved the shit out of it. I'm just going to be honest with you. I loved it. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, the, the thing I liked about Recoil was when I read it, you know, I'm kind of like one of those eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth people, and I figure if you do something bad, you ought to get punished bad. Right. And, you know, of course, in, in, the, in the movie, uh, you know, as a cop, my family gets killed, and so I hand in the badge and start uh, taking names and kicking ass. And, you know, <laughs> I, I just believe that if you get caught red-handed doing something, you ought to pay the price. And I think too often today, uh, people get off on the easy side of punishment. So that's what I enjoyed about this script. I described it to J.J. I said, it's kind of like, you know, what you want Batman to be, the vigilante that goes after all the bad guys. He just doesn't wear the suit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and you know, my, my the fact that my damn wife and kid get uh, killed in this thing, I think I've come from uh, several of my movies. My my wife either gets killed or you know something happens; she's no longer around. So right. I don't think I'm going to do any more roles where I come from a dark place because I think I'd like to show a little bit more of the dynamic side of my personality. <laughs> but uh, and I, and I just finished the movie which was uh which is right up at that, that alley and way more action intensive than anything I've done. So I want to continue kind of ramp up the RPM factor and the and the adrenaline and testosterone uh in 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 my movies. But recall I I liked because I liked what the story was and you know, hey man this guy went after people who did bad things, and that—that's what I believe should happen to people in real life. So, and uh, that kind of jibes very well with my personal beliefs in life. I love the line. I was acquitted, not by me. <laughs> yeah, not by me. It's uh, man. I just figure if you get caught red-handed doing something, whether it's a murder, a rape, or whatever, uh, then you should be punished accordingly. And uh, that's just what I believe in my personal life. And I think that uh, first, first, first of all, I think that's a. Uh, uh, proper punishment for the crime, and it's also uh, sets the standard and is, uh, you know, lets people know, hey, if you do this, this is what's going to happen to you. And I think eye for an eye. Look for that. Eye for an eye, brother. I guarantee it. I mean, I mean, I'd like to have you as president. I don't know what your plans are, but I'd vote for you. Man, I'm not going to run for president, but I guarantee you we can we can uh, take care of that end of it real easy. We got certain we'd have certainly uh, much more problems to deal with, but I think uh, the crime and uh, the punishment would be solved right off the bat. <laughs> no <laughs> yeah, doubt but, about that. Well, I, I don't think I'm heading towards politics, guys. Well, that's a shame. I don't think you'd be good at it. But back to to, to recoil with with Danny Trejo. That final fight scene is is amazing, and I was just telling JJ about the fight scene during the break and, and a little bit about the movie, but I have to admit my favorite part is when that guy's got his gun pointed at that dog and you walk up and beat the ever living shit out of him. And the, the bikers all walk out and Trejo tells you how you've made a mistake. And you're like, well, I've heard that a lot. And then he says, today's your lucky day. And he's like, I'll, I'll get you for this. And the best, my favorite stone cold line in the movie is what are you going to do? Text me. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, it's fun working with Danny. That guy, he's one of the scariest looking individuals you'd ever see in person. But when you start talking to him, he's the nicest guy I probably ever met. Wow! Uh, it was, it was, it was fun working with him and, and uh, Noel G as well. But <clears throat> yeah, so uh, I never figured uh, I would be saying a line like that in a movie. Well, I much, much less, never uh, really expect to be making movies after a wrestling career. But anyway, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed the movie. I had fun filming that movie. And it was, uh, I was had a little bit of a shoulder issue during that movie, so I kind of had to change around a few of my fight scenes to 
kind of uh, helped me through that injury so I could uh, kill all these bad guys, basically, you know, with fighting with uh, not really two hands, but really one. And uh, trying wow. to kill a bunch of methamphetamine-selling bikers is uh, uh, trouble enough in, in and of itself. Uh, aside from doing the movies, you've, you've been very busy, uh, you know, with TV. Obviously, recently you were on Tough Enough. Um, is there a possibility there's going to be a season two of Tough Enough? Have you heard anything on that? Yes, yes, yes. Man, I know everybody wants there to be a uh, season two, and nobody wants it more than myself. I know that uh, WWE and USA were talking about it. Uh, but, you know, with WWE trying to come out with their own network, I know that they wanted the show to be on their network. But then when that kind of got delayed, uh, you know, the USA thing came back into play. So, man, I'm as in the dark as anybody. And, I, and, uh, and I'm the one that's really uh, wanting to know if we're going to do enough of them because, you know, I, I do movies now because I got out of the wrestling business. Right. It was my first uh, uh, goal in life. It was my dream in life to be a professional wrestler. I did it. I did it at a very high level and had to ride off into the sunset. This is about as close as I'm gonna get to being back in that business. It's a business that I know and love. Uh, I, I loved trying to help each one of these kids. Yeah, I was hard on them on TV, but I give them a lot of good advice, you know, off of TV. And I want everybody to be able to make it in the business of pro wrestling. But not everybody's gonna make it. But anyway, to stop yakking about it, I love uh, the business of professional wrestling. And if we get a chance to do another show, I'm on board. Now, on top of that, too, you've also uh, launched recently the BrokenSkullRanch.com, your new website. And I was perusing over it yesterday, taking a look at the things that you have there. And I got to see the uh, Man versus Phone Stone Cold Kyocera <laughs> commercials. And I got to say, uh, I- I'm loving these, by the way. They're, they're classic. Man, I had a good time doing that. Uh, those, those people approached me. They're trying to you know, promote that, uh, that tough phone. And uh, those phones are very popular. And they, uh, you know, among the, the uh, hardcore working people, the construction people, people in the transport business because of that uh, direct communication button. And I had a blast doing that, and it was it was fun doing something that uh, that lighthearted and funny, because uh, humor and comedy is a big part of my life. And uh, to be able to promote things that, that are in the vein of tough is uh, kind of a no-brainer for, uh, you know, to do business with Steve Austin. I made a hell of a living as a tough guy, Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I'd like to I'd like to do more things like this in the future in, in the realm of my movies. It'd be nice to uh, yeah. kill a bunch of people and beat people up in a movie and laugh my ass off at the same time. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, no. because you do a lot of ass whipping in a lot of your movies. And I've seen a lot of them over the last week or so. And uh, you know, the one that stands out to me that was so different that I probably enjoyed the most. I don't know if you hear that very often, but um, was the knockout. I thought that was a great different kind of role for you because you didn't do a whole lot of ass whooping. You were still Steve Austin, the badass, but you know you also had a different side to you. And I, I, I thought that was a great movie. I want to make sure you knew that. Well, I appreciate that. You know, it's kind of like a Karate Kid meets Rocky type movie. And uh, you know, I read that script, and and the thing about it was, what was refreshing uh, to me. Man, in my normal everyday life, I use uh, many four-letter words many times throughout the day. And, you know, when, when you're talking in public or, again, on my website, you, you won't find the cuss word. I mean, because they're, they're, there's young people that can get on that, so I keep my Twitter account and my website clean from all that. But uh, when, I, when I read that script, not only did I like, you know, the message, did I, did I like uh, the relationship between myself and the kid, uh, 
but I like the fact that there wasn't any cussing in the movie, and it's just uh, it's just a good movie. It, it, it's it's a feel good kind of movie, and I had fun making it. Is my point in a long winded fashion. So thank you for the comment. I have been following you, Steve, since early on in your career. A huge wrestling fan, always have been. Um, I can remember back in the old uh, WCCW days, you know, back when you were feuding with Chris Adams and, uh, you know, had Lady Blossom at your side. And I just want to say I'm a big fan of what you've done and, you know, uh, love the stunning Steve Austin character back in WCW. Uh, and, and specifically when you and Brian Pillman were the Hollywood Blondes oh, yeah. uh, was, a, was a great time for me as a, as a, as a wrestling fan. And a, a colleague of ours, Mark the Shark DiCarlo, wanted me to ask, do you have any funny memories or funny moments of uh of your former tag team partner brian pillman uh yeah i got a bunch of uh you know a lot of them i can't tell on the air <laughs> but you know the, the, one of the things about brian i always like to talk about <clears throat> is how smart the guy was yeah he was very a uh, really intelligent human being and you know many times i mean people look at uh, brian and this think oh yeah he was this loose cannon and well he was but he was a very smart guy, and we'd be riding down the road, and, and Brian was always wanting to improve and uh, expand upon his vocabulary. And and he, we would be driving down the road laughing and joking or whatever, and Brian would be reading one of his, his vocabulary books with all these different words in them. And as you listen to Brian Brian's promos, and Brian was a great promo, but if you listen to his vocabulary, and he used a lot of big words, which... Nobody ever uses in the pro wrestling business because that's that's what Brian's mo was, and uh, the guy was just a, a a blast to be around. And I remember when when they when we shot that angle when we were breaking his house when he had that busted ankle from that wreck. <laughs> oh yeah. And man, that was some groundbreaking, cutting edge TV. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, people thought that was some real stuff that was going on there. Uh, you know, just because the way it was filmed. Man, man, it's pro wrestling. We were shooting an angle. Uh, but that raised a lot of eyebrows, and uh, it was just cutting edge TV. And I always liked working with Brian, and I never liked being in a tag team prior to being a Hollywood blonde. And I didn't want them to break us up when they did, because mm-hmm. I loved being in a tag team with Brian. Uh, and as it turns out, you know, things happened as they did, and I went on to a tremendous career with uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. But uh, man, God. I had a blast battle with Brian, and, and that, man, I wish that guy was still here because I'd like for him to still be a part of the business or see what the business has evolved into uh, because Brian was such a creative force. He'd have been a guy that would have been great behind the scenes. Uh, you know, and, and I was I was very happy that he, you know, finally got a chance to sign with the WWE when he did. Uh, unfortunately, you know, due to that accident, he was he was never really the same. I mean, I, I thought of all the great matchups he could have had with, you know, a guy like Shawn Michaels, and unfortunately that just wasn't to be. And, uh, you know, huge Brian Pillman fan as well. I, I think everybody's a Brian Feldman fan, <clears throat> and I, I know all the boys uh, loved him. You wouldn't care, you wouldn't hear anybody say anything bad about the guy. He was always up to something, stirring the pot <laughs> in a good way. Just uh, you know, he's kind of like that Wiley Coyote, kind of always wringing his hands together, thinking of the next thing to do. Well, you know, I, I'm here in Calgary, so I hear a lot of uh, old Stampede stories uh, as it relates to. Brian. Oh Jesus, yeah, man. I mean, the guys, the guys that come from uh, the, uh, the Stampede uh, territory. We're all big rivers because, I mean, that territory is all about ribbing each other. And the mileage, uh, the miles that those guys are driving between uh, shows is legendary. Oh, yeah. So, and anybody that came out of uh, Calgary, out of that stampede territory, damn near, damn near every one of them knew how to work their ass off because they all had their chops up because you had to be good. The bar was set very high in that territory. No doubt. Now, we actually had Kurt Angle on the program not too long ago, and uh, we brought up a lot of things with Kurt. 
One of them being the run that you had in 2001 uh, in the WWE where you had turned heel, had aligned yourself with Vince McMahon, and then you and Kurt Angle were basically vying for the affections of uh, of Vince McMahon. And uh, uh, This was my favorite Stone Cold. Yes. I, I, this was my favorite persona of Stone Cold because you could still kick the ass, but you just you were having so much fun at the same time and making me laugh that you know, I, we I, we brought up to Kurt Angle about uh, you know the, the the fact that you guys did the skit with the cowboy hats and and he put you over as you know all Steve's idea. But man, that was some of my favorite Stone Cold Steve Austin work. Well, you know, I enjoyed that too. And uh, but and, and the reason I I was doing that was because I think I talked about it in my uh, uh, DVD, my last Stone Cold DVD, was the fact that I had three bro- broke bones in my back and I couldn't work. So, you know, and I, and I wasn't, uh, as a heel, you know, I couldn't do anything to anybody with physicality uh, to get any heat, and I didn't want to be flat as a heel. I at least wanted to be entertaining. So as a, as a survival mechanism, I came up with all those different scenarios, and most of them were just kind of ad-lib, on-the-fly, uh, go-for-it type things. And, man, that's what I loved about working with Kurt. That guy's smart as a whip. He's quick. And he's uh, he's not selfish, and neither am I in that regard. And so we just let it fly and had a good time, and we both got over in the process. I loved uh, working with Kurt, and I, I love working with Kurt in the ring, too. You know, I, I still think that my favorite rendition of uh, We Are the Champions has to be yours. I am the champion. <laughs> Boy, I look, I look back at some of that stuff. And, you know, the thing about it that, what, that was cool to me, uh, working as a heel, was... I could never get away with doing that stuff as a babyface because you can't you can't cross that line as a babyface. But being a heel, you can do anything that you want to do, and so it allowed me to push the envelope from a character standpoint in so many different directions that things I wouldn't be able to do in a million years as Stone Cold uh, quote unquote babyface I could do in that heel mode. No, absolutely. Well, it just it showed a whole different side of you to the public. I mean, it was. A total 360 from them, you know, beer drinking, middle finger flipping, you know, bionic redneck. And then here you are playing guitar, singing We Are the Champions and wearing sheriff's badges and cowboy hats. And I, I mean, I laugh. Well, and that's I, an interesting thing that you got a chance to, you know, you you recognize that, hey, that was another side of Steve Austin. I mean, that, that's one of the things that I deal with every day when people still think that I am that serious guy, you know, even out here in, uh, in L.A., uh, half times I walk into a meeting, I think people think they're going to meet a guy named Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I'm Steve Austin, the guy that played Stone Cold Steve Austin. Right. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm I'm pretty far from that guy in my normal everyday life. Is there, is there a piece of me in there? Damn right there is. But, you know, again, I, I, I'd like to I continue to up the the level of my action work with it, the more, more intensity, more fighting, and more bloodshed because I like those kind of movies. But by the same token, man... I'm not saying I'd be a leading candidate for a rom-com, but I'd love to do something in the comedy vein. Well, it's just like that phone commercial. You know, we talked about Yeah, earlier. exactly. You know, I mean... Yeah, and I, you know, I think I, it'd be nice for that thing to, to keep getting out there and uh, people see a little bit different side of me uh, than, than what they're just taking at face value. Well, to the wrestling fan that hears somebody say something stupid to you in a commercial like that and just just you say, what? You know, just the subtle what. To, to us, we laugh our ass off because we know what you're saying. They think you're right. just asking what. <laughs> you know? I know, I know. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's very interesting. 
You know, speaking of that, that's that's another uh, lingering reminder that uh, you know the current generation deals with. You know, Stone Cold's what? Uh, it seems like every time we see a promo on uh, Monday Night I Raw. I hate you for that, by the way. <laughs> oh man, I don't mind it when hey, you're but... in the ring, but I hate the fact that you're nowhere around. It's got nothing to do with you, and they're still chanting what? Man, I tell you, I never thought that whole uh, scenario would still be going today. I, I did it. You know, again, I did it as a as a heel, just to, uh, you know, basically, if someone as as a, as, a, as a show of disrespect, I use it as a babyface to totally, you know, interrupt somebody's train of thought and, and to mess with their head. And you know, when we printed that on the shirt, and it sold like hotcakes, and the fact that the fans are still doing it, and they love to do it, Jesus Christ, they like to do it and try to get under somebody's skin. And you know, and basically, the solution to the problem is if you don't give them that that pause between sentences or paragraphs to it's all about phrasing and, and how you carry your promo you you don't right. have to let them in if you don't want to many people don't realize that i like our so truth it, now it, says don't want it, me <laughs> <laughs> no doubt no doubt you know i i actually to this day still have uh one of the original uh austin 316 shirts hanging in my closet that's uh probably the only wrestling shirt i probably have anymore at one point in time i think i had over a dozen different Stone Cold shirts. I think my favorite was probably the uh, Stone Cold University shirt, but I still have the skull with the flames, and uh, we even took that logo and printed it off on sticky paper and put it on the back windshield of my brother's Chevy pickup truck. Man, I tell you what, I, I remember when I first came to uh, WWF. It was still F at the time, and uh, you know they were pushing Mark Henry, Mick Foley, Vader. Everybody else but me. I was the ringmaster. They were pushing Mark Merrow, and they certainly didn't have any T-shirt ideas for me. And uh, there was a good friend of mine, Jimmy Miranda, who used to run the merchandising. Uh, and I'd say, hey, Jimmy, is the office going to do a T-shirt on me yet? And he goes, no, Stephen, no no uh, T-shirts for you. Well, finally, I came up with the Stone Cold thing. It was really starting to take off. It was after the 316 promo at Milwaukee, King of the Ring. And... Uh, here comes Jimmy finally one day. He goes, Stephen, the office finally wants to do a T-shirt for you. You got any ideas? And I said, you're damn right I do. I said, put Austin 316 on the front of it, put a skull on the back of it, and carve in stone cold in the uh, <coughs> excuse me, forehead like it looked like it was chiseled in. He goes, okay. And he ran the idea by the office. And Vince put a stop to it. And, uh, he's just, and so I went over and talked to Vince, and I said, hey, Vince, what's the deal with the T-shirt? He goes, well, it's got a skull on it. I said, yeah, no, I want a skull on the back of it. He goes, well, uh, don't you think that's kind of the Undertaker's gimmick? I said, well, I don't think so, but I'll run it by him. He goes, yeah, because your gimmick infringement was really enforced back then. You know, you didn't want to step on another guy's toe. Right. So I went over to Undertaker, and I said, hey, Take. I said, man, I want to do a T-shirt, and I got a skull on the back of it. Are you cool with that? And Taker just looked at me and goes, yeah, man, I'm cool with it. Go for it. So anyway, uh, once that you know, Taker cleared the fact that the skull wasn't infringing on his gimmick. You know, that green let the skulls for me, and I incorporated them on every piece of merchandise I came out with, and that turned out to be the biggest selling shirt in the history of wrestling, and it turned out to be a good thing. Now, here's the million-dollar question. Do you know how many, because I don't know, do you know how many different shirts they made for you throughout your career? You know, I don't know how many uh, shirts we did. Uh, you know, I know the ones that we did in-house. I had a creative hand on 90% of those, and they were, they were mostly my ideas, and I worked with the uh, art department there in the company. A lot of the licensee stuff was out of my hands, but spinoffs of what we had created. 
So I don't know how many has actually ever been sold, but uh, it's, uh, you know, when I got fired by uh, Eric Bischoff and WCW, who thought I wasn't marketable and I was uh, uh, injury-prone, <laughs> and, and basically, you know, it, it, that said, hey, we don't think you're ever going to make it in this business. So, yeah, I got the royalties off those shirts. But the biggest and uh, the, the best part about that was every time I sold a shirt or every time I got one of those royalty checks, I would say, you know, F you. Uh, I, I can sell uh, tickets, I can sell shirts, and I can damn sure work in the ring. And, uh, again, there's no personal animosity towards me and Bischoff anymore. We buried the hatchet. I, I like the guy. But that that was the feeling that I got every time I sold a shirt. Right. I, I had to apologize. I lied to you. I have one other so cold shirt. I have Arrive, Drink, Beer. I have that one. Uh, Arrive, Race, Hell, Leave? Yeah, Arrive, Race, Hell, Leave. Yeah, that's the one I have. Yeah. I got that one while doing yeah. a, a remote for one of the house shows. <laughs> yeah, they were all, they, they all kind of have a, a, a special place in my heart because I, I created to them. It was where my head was at the time. And, uh, but, you know, obviously that, 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 that first one, the Austin 316 one uh, is probably, you know, the one I'll, I'll remember the most fondly because it was my first shirt, you know, in the WWF. Right. I just love the sign of following that. You know, King of the Ring, the, the the next few nights on Raw and all that, the, the 316s just started popping up in the crowd. It was amazing. Well, I tell you what, we uh, we would go to the uh, to the shows, and man, there was nothing but a sea of Austin 316 shirts. It was mind blowing. It was, I mean, it, I'd never seen anything like it before in my life because it had never happened to me in my life, and no one had ever sold that many shirts. And I tell you, man, it was a it was a hell of a damn uh, a rush and a high to to see to, to to have that kind of success. And again, to come from the I paid my dues, I learned uh, the hard way, uh, I'd starved, and now it's finally getting a little payback. Well, Steve, I know our time is limited with you. Uh, I've got one last question before we uh, we let sure. you go. Um, you know, you had such a great chemistry with The Rock in uh, in the WWE. Some of my favorite matches. Uh, obviously, are with you and The Rock and, of course, you and Bret uh, Hart from WrestleMania some years ago. Um, is there a possibility, have you talked with The Rock about maybe somewhere down the road, the two of you kind of getting together and doing a, an action movie together? No, no, you know, I, I, ever and The Rock uh, and I will send each other a text message or whatever. Obviously, we're on different paths. Uh, and he's staying uh, very busy as well, and he's meeting with a lot of success. I'm proud of that guy. Uh, right now, you know, it's kind of like uh, if that opportunity comes down the road, it will be. But it's like, man, he's got to he's got to mind his business and he's got to stay focused to what he's doing. And you know, if organically uh, the time comes when we can be in the same movie, I think that'll be fine. Do we need to rush right out and make a, a, a Steve Austin rock movie? No, no. But if it happens and it happens for the right reasons and it's the right characters and it's the right story. Hey, then that'd be fine and dandy. I agree. Now a friend, we, go ahead, Trey. A, a friend of mine, a friend of mine, brought up your movie career at work this morning when I told her I was going to interview you this afternoon, and she talked about The Rock and and the movies. And I said, well, I said there's a difference between the two. I said there's a pretty big difference. I said you watch a Rock movie, you go into it expecting to laugh and see a, a few good fight scenes. I said you watch a Stone Cold Steve Austin movie, you expect him to whip everybody's ass and make you laugh a few times along the way. Well, and, and that's that's what I actually want to turn the, the volume up on uh, more. And and, and I, I just uh, recall as a step in that direction, but it's more in the vigilante, storyline-driven 
movie than being an action piece. But the movie I just filmed is a lot more action heavy. I fought damn near every day of the script uh, and, and uh, turned the volume up. And, and I think the, the light really went off from a character development standpoint and working with this director I just worked with. And I want to create a character, you know, on screen that's as memorable as Stone Cold was. Do I think I've done that yet? No. Am I capable of doing it? Yes, and I will. So, but that's that's uh, the direction that I'm, I want to, and, and I do want to do some comedy. But man, I, I I dig the action stuff. My core fan base uh, expects that out of me, and I've made you know fans that don't even uh they like my movies that don't even know I wrestled or or never watched me wrestle. Put it that way. So I want to continue to entertain those people and, and grow that fan base as well. But bottom line is, I want to do hard ass action movies where people get their ass whipped. And yeah, there is a violence. Uh, there is violence in the movies because I like that kind of stuff. But as long as it's a means to an end, and it's not, it's not just gratuitous BS. I like that line where the guy says, "How'd you learn to fight like that? From fighting like that." <laughs> yeah, that's about the best way you can learn. Yeah, no doubt. Well, Steve, I, w- I want to say thank you. Uh, it's been fun talking to you, and, and I do want to say that uh, I, you probably don't remember this. I know you probably met millions of people in your career, but uh, I did get the opportunity to meet you some years ago back in 2004. You were actually uh, basically doing a, a remote for the Arkansas Twisters uh, indoor football arena game, and uh, you were signing autographs and stuff, and I actually brought you a couple camouflage hats and gave them to you, and you signed uh, – my Attitude Era championship belt, the little mini one, and uh, it still sits on my desk today, and I appreciate that, and I, I hope you enjoyed the hats. Man, I appreciate you guys watching, and I appreciate the support. Not a problem. In fact, we'd like to help uh, you know, get your website out there. I was thinking, if you don't mind, we'll go ahead and link your site to, uh, to our, our show. Oh, please do. I'd appreciate that. You know, sometime down the road, when we get a chance... Like I said, we've been doing this 16 years now, and there's a whole lot of stuff I'd still like to talk to you about. I'd like to even swap some deer hunting stories with you, so we'd like to have you back on here as soon as possible. Oh, you got it. I'll uh, shit. I'll uh, let me get this uh, next uh, few uh, weeks lined out of what I'm doing. I'll call. I'll call and do a check back. Sounds good. Uh, I'll uh, I'll send you a tweet. You probably won't remember this, but it'll be Trey WNL for Wrestling News Live. It'll be Trey WNL. I'll send you a message and see if you can. You know, I'll, uh, I'll get the message. I'll follow you back, and we'll stay in touch. All right, Steve. I appreciate it, man. Before we let you go, can we get a quick liner for the show? Yeah, I got a my voice is a shits, but I'll do the best I can. Okay, uh, basically, you sound like Steve Austin to me. Yeah, you do. <laughs> uh, basically, what we're looking for is you're listening to Wrestling News Live on the SNS Radio Network. Hey, you're listening to Wrestling News Live on the SNS Network, and that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. Oh, thank you, Steve. That was I'll awesome. Call you in a couple of weeks. We'll do that. Something that's over. Now, which movie did you get sick on? Which because uh, you got the that Maximum Conviction coming out, and then another one called The Package. Which which one did you get? Sick oh on? man, we were filming The Package up in uh, Vancouver. Normally, my wife gets killed in every movie, so I don't have any sex scenes with her. In The <laughs> Package, I'm, I'm laying in bed with my wife, and I'm making out with her. And on the way to on the, the way to work that that day, she was saying how sick she was the week before and she's getting oh, injections shit. and shots and shit like that so me's putting two and two together i deduced that i got sick uh making out with her in the movie because i man dude i don't get sick no. i got a damn uh uh immunity system like a son bitch and all of a sudden you know i got the exact same shit she had i lost my voice i couldn't talk uh felt like shit so now i'm starting to come out of that but I, but that's how i got sick i'll tell you what 
I'm being a radio DJ who can't afford to lose their voice. I found this out on accident, but if you'll take like a Claritin, yeah, it does wonders for your voice, and within 12 hours you'll you'll feel like you got your voice back. Well, I I got some over in the damn drawer. I'll uh, I'll eat one of them, but I you know like and then fill it in Canada. Also, if I get uh, uh, some drain or something like that, I'll take Mucinex. Well, you mm-hmm. can't find no Mucinex in Canada. I love you guys. Are you you guys have been to Canada? He's in Canada. I live in. I, I literally. Where in Canada are you at? Uh, I'm in Calgary. I, I married a Canadian about six oh, years yeah. ago. Oh well, yeah, well, man, I I dig Canada, but you can't find the same medicine there that you can in the states. Oh no doubt. But anyway, that's another story for another uh, one next time I call. Uh, but anyway, guys, I'm gonna uh, I got a meeting here with a director. Find another project, and I appreciate the help. And I'll stay in touch and uh, send me that uh, tweet, and I'll follow you back. All right, yeah, Steve. Trade trade W N L T R E Y W N L. You got it. All right, All Steve. Right, brother. Thanks, man. We'll Thanks, talk guys. to you soon. Take it easy. Well, there you have it, guys. Stone Cold Steve Austin right here on Wrestling News Live, exclusively right here on the SNS Radio Network. And Trey, what a great interview that was, man. That was a lot of fun. I, uh, you know, I know you and I talked before he came on the line, and we were a little nervous because you just don't know who you're going to get when they call in or when you get them on the phone and uh you know we were kind of worried is he going to be in a good mood is he going to be in a bad mood and he come on was great and uh you know he made the interview easy because he was so open and you know just easy to talk to and you know i can honestly say that's one of my personal favorite interviews that i've ever been a part of Well, you know, absolutely. Uh, He was very laid back, and, you know, I just enjoyed talking to him. I wish we'd have had a little more time with him. I knew that we were going into this. We were limited. And, uh, you know, I I appreciate the fact that he gave us 10 more minutes than we originally were supposed to get. So, uh, you know, uh, I look forward to talking with him in the future. Yeah, and, you know, he seems to be a man of his word. He says he wants to come back on. We'll, We'll definitely let him. Absolutely. Well, i tell you what, we've got the official trailer for Recoil. I'm going to go ahead and play that, and then we're going to go into a commercial break. And then when we come back, we're going to hit our news of the week, sponsored by our sponsors over at wrestling-online.com. And uh, if you didn't know, this interview with Stone Cold Steve Austin was set up by Colin Vassilo over at wrestling-online.com. So if you happen to peruse the, uh, the website over there, if you sign up for the newsletter, and you go to the Facebook page, thank Colin for yeah. uh, for booking this wonderful interview for us, uh, I mean, I can't say enough. We he's known for a long time that Stone Cold has been on the bucket list, and uh, he he really tried for a long time to get that interview, and, and he came through for us. So I want to personally thank Colin Vaslow for everything he's done for Trey and myself and Wrestling News Live. It's been a very good partnership that we've had with him. Yeah, and we're not done. We got a whole lot of other projects uh, lined up for interviews in the future, so we want to make sure and and uh get on those and if you have any questions about the movie recoil feel free to ask i did see it i wasn't just blowing smoke up austin's ass um i thoroughly enjoyed the movie but i am a big time action film junkie and uh like i said in the chat room if you like action movies you you're gonna love recoil because that's all it is is action and it's basically stone cold steve austin versus a biker gang that you know, is taking over this small little town. They've got the sheriff in their pocket. They're paying him to leave them alone. And 
Stone Cold just goes through the uh, newspapers and finds people that have been, you know, in court for rape or, you know, beating on kids or, you know, drugs or whatever. And when, when they get off and he didn't think they should have, well, the court of Stone Cold Steve Austin, he judges them differently than the judge does. I promise you. Well, with that said, let's go ahead and play this uh, trailer for Recoil, go into our next break, and we'll be back in just a little bit right here on Wrestling News Live, right here on the SNS Radio Network. I love you. Like you scratch. I came here for Rex. You come for one of them, you get them all. Drake runs this town. Meth, guns. He's the mayor. We're all just paying rent. No, I don't want to see a whole lot of new faces. No, no feds, no ETF. I'm gonna enjoy killing you. We got a score to settle, don't we? So if you're gonna shake the cage, go for it. Believe me on it. Remember? Where'd you learn to fight like that? From fighting. announcement has been paid for by the new world order there's big sexy kevin nash hey yo say hello to the back scott hall scott hall and kevin nash are the true world tag champions Listen to Wrestling News Live on the SNS Radio Network. One more for the good guy. The preceding announcement has been paid for by the... This is a little queen. You remember the old rock band Queen? This thing, you'll really like this. This is a little more current. I rewrote some of the words. <laughs> I am the champion, my friend. And I'll go out fighting to the end. Champion, I am the champion. No time for losers, cause I am the champion of the world. Oh, Captain Lady, sing your song, do da, do da. Come on, every Captain Lady, sing your song. Oh, do da, do da. I'm trying to cheer up Mr. McMahon. What are you doing? You got no business being in here. You're cheering him up singing a song? It's chicken soup for the soul. I'm inspiration. Look at him. He's relieved. His hair's growing back. <laughs> look. Look at you. Look at me? It's written all over you. What? Look at him. What? You're jealous. Of that? 
You're jealous of my relationship with Vince McMahon. You're jealous of the fact that I can sing. Hey, you can sing. I, I was in the Glee Club in high school, two years. Really? Yeah. Can you play the axe? What's the axe? The, just the oh, guitar. The guitar? Uh, well, I play the ukulele. It's got two less strings, but I think I could probably carry a tune, yeah. You can't play the guitar. Yes, I can. You can't play the guitar. Yes, I can. You can. Yes, I can. You can. I can. You can. Can. Here. You talk me into it. Let's go over there. I'll help you out. Okay, oh, this is to cheer Vince up, right? That's what I'm trying to do. I'll help you out. Do you really <clears throat> think this is a good idea? Well, it was until he come in. Um, can you move over? You make me nervous. Yeah. Not another way. You're your wife. It's okay. Okay, I think this one will cheer you up, Vince. Um. <clears throat> okay. Here we go. Jimmy crack corn and I don't care. Jimmy crack corn and I don't care. Jimmy crack corn and I don't care. I got Olympic gold. I got Olympic gold. I got Olympic gold. Jimmy Crack Corn. I don't care. Jimmy Crack What? What are you doing? I'm trying to cheer up Vince. Cheer up who? Vince. Where is he? What are you doing? You ran him out of the room. You stink. You're horrible. You're pathetic. Well, I wasn't any worse than you were. I listened to you when I walked in. I spent a lot of money on guitar lessons. I'm great. Tell him I'm great. Well, they That's did. right. They didn't work. Did too. Did not. Did too. Did not. Did too. Did not. You heard him until you come in here. Is he serious? You make me sick. TNA, Ring of Honor, or any other professional wrestling and or entertainment companies and exclusive to the SNS Radio Network.